What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher, and today I'm answering your questions that you submitted about what it was like leaving social media and how it's been uh, being social media free for the past year and a half. Um, I answer questions, everything from how it's affected my mental and physical health to my relationships to my business, the pros and cons, if I have any FOMO, all that good stuff. But before we get into it, I found a quote that I felt was very relevant for this topic today. And this is a quote from Zig Ziglar. And it says, the first step to getting what you want is to have the courage to get rid of what you don't. And that is really how I feel about, um, the fear that I had with leaving social media, I really felt like uh, my business would crumble, I would be way less connected to the people I care about, all of that. And uh, yeah, it's been a very surprising, surprising change. There's a lot that's happened that I, I could have never expected. So let's get right into it. Thank you so much for submitting these questions. Ironically, I signed into the self-helpless uh, Instagram and posted a story just asking if you had any questions about what it's been like. And we got a, quite a few. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. All right. Question number one, why did you make decision? Why did you make the decision to leave social media in the first place? Um, the short answer is I, I just, it was just a point where I didn't like being on there. I mean, that was, that's the simple answer, but it was really a mix of everything. It just felt like the reasons why I wanted to leave kind of kept piling on. Um, I noticed that my anxiety was worse on days that I was, that I had been on social media. Um, I was even anxious 
you know, when things were great on social media, I was getting nice messages and comments, everything was positive, right? I would still leave feeling really drained and anxious. And I started being very hyper aware of that as I kind of restricted my access to it. Um, I remember just a lot of my conversations with friends um, and family and stuff like that. A lot of conversations of what was kind of upsetting people um, or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they were down about, if we were talking about something. So the majority of the things that were bothering them was rooted in social media. I started really noticing that um, things that they saw that upset them, things that they said or didn't say messages they received or comments they received um, things they accidentally saw from saw from like, an X or something. Right. So I started noticing like, wow, this social media thing is really causing us a lot of kind of pain in, in ways. And yet we're still like on here all the time. Like what, what's going on? Why are we doing this to ourselves? So that was a big one for me that I started noticing. Um, and I know like there was just kind of this dull awareness of like, um, when I was off social media, I was still very aware of social media. I don't know if that makes sense. Like everything I was doing, um, outside of social media, I'd find myself wondering, Oh, should I get a pic of this picture of this? So I could post it on Instagram later, or, um, should I post this or what would the caption be? Or, you know, I started noticing that I wasn't as present in my real life as I wanted to be because I was, I had a profile and a presence on social media. Um, I also noticed that it was just draining my energy and then I didn't have energy for the things that I felt were a lot more important, like connecting with my family or, um, I've shared before, like I would spend, I would spend a lot of time responding to messages and comments to, you know, wonderful people that I did not know, but then I'd have not enough energy to like kind of show up in my family group chat group chats to see like how everybody was doing. So I noticed that like, I was saying that my priorities were like family and connecting with my close friends in that way, but my actions were not really aligning with that. Um, so draining my energy, I felt like there were things, there were things in my business that I was neglecting because social media was just kind of zapping, uh, a lot of that energy and focus, um, and motivation. I also did not like some of the unwanted attention I was getting on social media, uh, just a range of things, whether it was messages or, or whatever it was. Um, and I just felt like, you know, I, I kind of just want to opt out of this. You know, if, if there's a way that I could run my business successfully without having social media, would I leave? And the answer was yes. So that's really when I knew, like, I had just hit a wall and I knew it was time to make some changes. Question number two, do you miss events slash get FOMO? <laughs> um, so if I do miss events that people like post on social media, I'm not aware of it because I don't see it. So that's one thing. And my family and my close friends know that I'm not on there. So they do like send me a text, uh, like text updates or invites to events and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so I still go to all those things. I just don't maybe get invited through like DMs or something. They'll text me or call me or send me a voice message or whatever it is. Um, as far as missing out on like world events, um, 
I always find out another way. My husband, Cam, is like the king of consuming content at all times. Like he always has his phone going, his computer, all that stuff. And so he'll share things with me or I'll hear about things on TV or in a conversation or a text from somebody. So I'm still informed. I just kind of find out in different ways. All right. Next question. Do you have a harder time staying connected and do you ever feel out of the loop? So I don't have a harder time staying connected to the people who I'm close with. You know, we see each other in person, might talk on the phone or FaceTime, we text, those kinds of things. However, one thing I can't do anymore is I can't look up that like random person from middle school who you wonder like where they ended up. So if we followed each other, um, you know, if we used to follow each other on social media, uh, you know, I may have been able to like easily find them, but because I don't remember anybody's like obscure social media names, I can't find people. So yeah, when you have those days where you're just kind of curious about like where people from your past have ended up and, and like what they're up to, can't really do that shit anymore. Um, or I just can't do it as easily. I have to like Google them like a total creep and nothing usually comes from that. So yeah, that can be kind of a bummer, but you know, life goes on. All right. Have you noticed that this weeded out some friends that you kept up with solely through social media? So I think it more weeded people out who kept up with me solely through social media. You know, I've stayed in touch with the people that I want to stay in touch with. Um, or if there's somebody that I haven't, you know, talked to in a while, I'll send them a text or, you know, vice versa. But I have enjoyed being less accessible in a lot of ways, honestly. Um, I don't feel pressure to respond and have conversations with people that I know I'm not going to see or like reconnect with in a real way. Um, and who are just kind of reaching out because they might want something from me. Like I've enjoyed not being visible for like those interactions where it's very obvious that somebody is trying to keep in touch because they think I can like help them get in a room somewhere to help their career, but they don't actually have an interest in having a genuine relationship or connection. So I do enjoy not even being accessible for that stuff. How has it affected your friendships and staying connected to your friends far away? So this is actually the first year I am taking several trips to visit my friends who live in other states. And I think a big part of this is because I I feel like I have more time and energy, but I also feel like I haven't seen all the things that they've been up to. So I think with being on social media, there's this, um, you know, you're, you're keeping, you're keeping, you know, in the loop with what's going on with people, but in reality, you have not seen them in person potentially for a certain amount of time. So without social media, I actually really feel the time that passes where I don't see somebody in real life and it makes me want to go see them and, and have uh, a like, nice in-person time with them. With social media, I could go years without seeing people in real life and it feels like I, you know, I just saw them or you know, we just caught up, which is nice in a lot of ways. But ultimately, I have found that I've made a lot more effort to actually see people in in person and then we really catch up in a very like deep thorough way um during those interactions so it's really weird and i did not expect this but i feel like it strengthened a lot of my friendships and relationships because i'm not seeing like some of their day-to-day -day or weekly posts or whatever it is and when we catch up we're really catching up because 
neither of us know <laughs> what's kind of been going on because of my not being on social media. But social media was also really nice. You know, I have family all over um, England and Ireland and like being able to keep in touch with them in a very simple way by sending a message, knowing that I probably see them once a decade, if that, um, you know, that, that was something that was, that was nice about, you know, being on Facebook or, or whatever it was. So yeah, that's something that takes a lot more effort to stay in touch with, with them. Do you ever think about getting any social media apps back? Hmm. I honestly don't. Um, if I ever do come back to an app or something, it's probably because I feel like it's necessary to run my business successfully. Um, but I don't foresee that happening. Do you ever still go on social media and creep around? <laughs> Yes, sometimes I do. You know, Cam Cam will tell me a lot like, oh, so-and-so posted baby pictures or this is happening for so-and-so or whatever. So I will pop into the self-helpless Instagram and I will look that person up and I will look at the pictures and all that stuff. And it's nice to see that stuff. Or Cam will just show me his phone or, or whatever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So yes, I do still creep around, but it's usually prompted by something like hearing news about somebody or something like that, that makes me want to go in there and like see it for myself. So yeah, you know, I got, I still have some creep power if I need it, but most of the time I, you know, I'm not in there doing, doing much. Oh, I also still use it as a search engine. Sometimes if I'm looking for a specific product or, you know, person or whatever um, that I could not find by Googling something, I will use Instagram as a search engine by searching different hashtags and stuff like that. And I have found a lot of great stuff that way. Do you miss it or is there anything you miss from having it? So overall, I don't miss it, but I'd be lying if I said I don't miss some of the kind of excitement that can come with it, you know, like posting a picture of me and Cam on our wedding day or something and watching the comments roll in with nice things people say or funny things people say. But I still get that. It's just in a very different format. You know, I might text a photo to friends and family or, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, that like excitement is kind of cool. Like you don't know, Ooh, I don't know how many comments this is going to get or likes or messages this is going to bring in. And that's an interesting experience, but overall, um, no, I don't miss it. 
do you think leaving social media is for everybody and would you recommend it to other people? So, you know, if you really hate being on there and if you just don't enjoy it and you feel like it's negatively impacting your mental health or your relationships, your energy or something, you know, I'd consider making a change and like what that change might look like for you. Um, it could be just setting some boundaries around it, whether, you know, you use it less frequently or, you know, you turn your notifications off or you only sign in, you know, once a month and you have to like redownload load the app or something. So, you know, setting boundaries around it um, or leaving it completely. If you really feel like it's not worth, you know, the, the positive benefits or the positive aspects of it, if really the negative stuff is outweighing the positive what can you do instead? You know, what can replace whatever good stuff you're getting from social media and where could you, what's the work around? Where could you find that elsewhere? Um, however, you know, if you rely on it for sales with your business, you, you might want to delegate social media to your team or hire a social media manager. Um, or if you do want to leave social media, um, but you, you are aware that it's bringing in a significant amount of revenue for your business. It's just time to craft an intentional exit strategy. So it doesn't negatively impact your business as you're making that shift and, and transition. So if you find that you've delegated social media to your team, or, you know, you're really not on it much, um, you know, for me, I tested kind of everything before I left, you know, I restricted things, I had other people do it, like all that stuff. And ultimately, it just came down to, I just don't want me on there. I don't even if I'm not the one running it, I don't like the fact that there's this profile of me with stuff attached to it, that is just out there at all times. Like it, it just felt uncomfortable to me. So if you've really exhausted all the options and you feel like, yeah, I just don't want to be on here, then you just want to make some intentional, take some intentional steps um, to, to leave and build something else up that will take its place. And I can always talk about that a little bit more in depth. Um, okay. Has leaving social media made it harder for you to run your business or bring in revenue? So this hands down was my biggest fear because social media was working for me. I was selling out offers with it. I was getting paid to post things and so on. Um, people were finding me through it. And I just truly didn't believe I'd be able to pull off running a social media free business after having social media as a staple for so long. But this is, this was very surprising. It was like the very next month after leaving social media, I had tripled my monthly, you know, income. Um, I had one of the highest months ever in my business. And since then, over the course of the last year and a half, um, my revenue has two X itself. We're on track to three exit. Um, so yeah, my business is not only okay, but it's actually growing. And I truly didn't, I don't think now that I've been off social media, I don't think I would have had this growth if I had stayed on social media because leaving social media had freed up so much energy and it removed a very big distraction for me. So I realized I started taking more direct approaches to grow my business. You know, um, I created passive income. I connected with potential clients more directly and in a deeper way. Um, there was no kind of 
just underlying distraction or obstacle between me and my business growth. You know, no algorithms getting in the way, no perfectionism around social media getting in the way or second guessing or overthinking or responding to a bunch of messages that I probably didn't really need to respond to. Like those things were just completely removed. And so I noticed that like there, there wasn't much to be distracted by except for just doing the work that actually led to what I, I want to have happen. So that's been a huge uh, relief um, and, and thing that, you know, one of the things I'm really most excited about that it not only works, but I think it actually um, helped me grow more efficiently and even faster. Um, another thing that I want to mention is that, you know, I used to be a performer and then I ran a product-based business and now I have a consultancy. So my business model changed throughout the years where once I kind of left the product-based business to have a service-based business, I was aware that, you know, you know, as a performer, usually you're selling tickets to things or you're selling your album or you want people to tune in to, you know, a piece of your work, you know, a special or whatever it is. So it's in your best interest. It's in the best interest of your business to have a lot of fans, a lot of followers, a lot of people who know about you, who are in your space, listening to your podcast, on your email list, whatever that looks like for you. Um, same thing with the product-based business, depending on the product, right? Um, depending on the product, you, you kind of want that similar thing. As many people to know about you as possible, um, you know, depending on, you know, what the, uh, what the kind of ticket price is for what you're offering. Of course, it's a higher ticket. You don't really need as many people knowing who you are. Um, and so once I kind of left those business models and, and had my service-based business, I don't need, I don't need a lot of people in my space to have a thriving business. Um, I need like a handful of people and then another handful of people. Like that's really the truth. And so I was very aware that I could get away with not being on social media. If I was strategic and I could replace what was working on social media with something else, um, and that was another component of it is like, I was doing things that worked for a different business model, but I had something completely kind of opposite now. And so, yeah, that, that was a, a, a deciding factor too. What are other ways to promote a small business without the use of social media? Oh boy. Well, there's so many ways, you know, having a podcast, a blog, an email list, a web series, conducting outreach, hosting events, having, you know, collabs, partnerships. I mean, so many things, in-person outreach. It's really endless. So I recommend leading with what you enjoy doing. Um, you know, if you like writing, maybe a blog is a great fit. If you like talking, maybe a podcast. You like making art, maybe creating graphics and posting them somewhere. Um, and so if you can lead with what you enjoy, you can always repurpose that content for other platforms that you strategically want to have a presence on, or you can delegate that to your team. They can repurpose it for you and you can be, have a presence where, um, you know, your people are hanging out. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just using what I enjoy. I, I like podcasting. I like talking. This is where I feel the most authentic, the less, in, the least in my head. Um, I just 
it feels, it feels more effortless and I feel more authentic doing something like this than I did on social media. So I could, if I wanted to take, um, you know, my, my podcast, Eficionado, the minimalist business podcast, I could take that podcast and turn that content into a blog and into short videos for YouTube and into freaking Pinterest quotes, whatever. Um, I could do that. I could have my team do that, but I just don't want to, you know, if I don't have to, and if this is working well, I don't really feel the need to expand my presence. If what I'm doing is, is working great. So I'm very much of like, you know, I'll make myself visible as needed for the sake of my goals, but I'm not looking for additional visibility, I guess you could say. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Did you notice a change in your attention span or mental health after being off social media for more than a year? Um, I feel significantly different. Like, I feel like my mind gets real breaks, if, if that makes sense. So social media kind of felt like something that was kind of looming over me, even if it was just like in a dull way. So like I mentioned, you know, wondering what messages were waiting for me or wondering if I should have said this in a caption versus this, or, um, you know, maybe I should be taking a picture or have somebody else take a picture or whatever of whatever I'm doing. Maybe I should have a content creation day and set things up, you know, all of that was just eliminated. So when I get off work, sure, there might be some rumination about certain things, but it's not like that daily somewhat gross feeling that I used to have, no matter what. That is gone. So I feel like I actually have real calm, real peace, real clarity, and like mental breaks. That's the only way that I can really describe it. Um, and this might not be if you are somebody who does not use social media consistently um, and, you know, this might not even be resonating because maybe you, you go on there once a month to check out your friends or you post once a year, you know, a picture of your family or something. And this is, this is, you know, 
not hitting in the same way, but if you use it consistently, you know, if you're an influencer, if you are a business owner, if you are using it as a tool for something else, this is where I feel like, um, you know, that's kind of the category I was in. I wasn't using it like just for fun. I was using it as a means, you know, for something outside of social media. And that just weighed on me more than I realized. And I didn't realize how much it weighed on me until I left. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a weird feeling. And that's the best way that I can describe it is like, I feel like there's real quiet now. My mind can actually quiet down. Um, oh, and a point to the question somebody had about, you know, how to run a business successfully without it, you know, businesses existed long before social media was ever invented. So there are really so many ways I think, you know, in this, you know, in our modern society, those are really outshadowed by social media, you know, social media is really, been presented to us like a, a must and a necessity. And you, it's, it's kind of been presented to us. as it's like, it's not an option. If you want to have a business, this is just, you have to, there's no, there's no way around it. So I would encourage you if you are interested in other methods that might be a better fit to start testing those out, you know, and see how they go. Okay. What steps did you take to leave social media without it negatively in, impacting your business? So yeah, I took, um, I took some very, I had like a plan, you know, it's not something that I, I decided, oh, I'm going to leave social media. And then the next day I deleted everything. And, and that was that the first thing I did was I simplified my approach to what I was doing on social media. So I started looking at what's actually effective for me to post or share and what's really not for the sake of my business. And it, it's pretty, it's pretty simple to see like, okay, what's getting a lot of engagement. Sure. But like what's actually leading to inquiries or sales or whatever that is. So I started just kind of doubling down on just that stuff and just that content. Um, and I started restricting how much time I was spending. So instead of being on there daily, I cut it back to like once a week. And then it was like once every other week. And then it was once a month. Um, hot tip. I have no idea if this is true, but I noticed this shit. So you might want to try it. Um, I noticed that when I would leave, when I would not be on social media for a while, let's say that I was kind of in my once a month phase, when I would come back and post something, it would get a lot of traction. There'd be a lot of engagement and a lot it was really effective the less that I posted. And I have no idea if this is because people started seeing me on there less and less. So when I would post something, maybe they were more likely to read it or watch it or whatever, because I wasn't on there very much. They figured maybe I was on there with something, um, you know, specific to say, I don't really know if that's the case or if the Instagram algorithm was trying to like pull me back into being on there more frequently. And that's why when I would post and, and not be on there very much, they maybe would make my stuff more visible. I truly don't know. And they probably would never admit it, but I don't know if it was an algorithm thing or not, but you might want to try it because I started realizing that the less I post, the more effective my stuff was. Um, so that was a really interesting experience too. 
Um, the second thing that I did after simplifying what I was doing on social media is I launched a different space. Um, the first thing I did was I launched an email list to connect with people. And then later on, I launched, um, efficionado, the minimalist business podcast. So I start, you know, once I launched that and kind of got things set up, um, the third thing I did was I started directing people over to that new space for several months leading up to leaving social media. So, you know, if they wanted, if people wanted to connect with me directly, I told them like, Hey, I'm not really on social media much anymore. If you want to, you know, connect, this is where to do it. Like, this is the space that I hang out now. Um, so that was like, you know, I was kind of in between two worlds, right? Like I was building up this new space while I was kind of easing out of my old space. And then the fourth thing is I just tested it. You know, I deactivated, I, I deactivated each account before deleting it completely. Um, because I just wanted to make sure it was going to work. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a planner, you know, very type a, as, as many of you know, so I wanted to really see the effects and collect the information that I needed to make the best decision um, for myself. So yeah, I tested it. Everything was fine. And then I went back in and deleted it at some point several months later. So those were the steps that I took if that is, is helpful for anybody. Do you help other people leave social media or run a social media free business? Um, yeah, you know, only if that's something that they truly want, though, like if it's a goal of theirs, then yes, we make that happen. But if it's not a goal, we don't focus on that. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm encouraging everybody to leave social media. Most of my clients have a social media presence. Um, and, you know, if they enjoy it, I support them with that, growing it, making it more effective, you know, all that good stuff. But if my clients that do have a social media presence have been using that as like their foundation for their business, I really encourage them to shift um, their focus a bit and for social media not to be the focal point of their business because at the end of the day, they do not have ownership over those platforms. We do not have ownership over social media platforms. They can leave, they can you know ban you tomorrow. They can delete the app, that all of that. And then you lose access to, your people. And if you're running a business, you're losing access to your potential clients, customers, you know, all that stuff. So what I like to do is, is ensure that my clients have a solid foundation, completely independent of social media. And then we just leverage social media to grow the space that they own um, for their business. So that way, they're not negatively impacted by social media blackouts and they're not negatively impacted by getting banned for a couple months or whatever it is. So social media becomes more of a secondary way of communicating with people versus a primary way, because I've just seen too many people um, lose access to their people and really freak out, um, including me, you know, uh, before I left, I forgot to mention this. Many of you remember, but uh, before I left social media, I got banned from it for like almost two months. And it was during um, a launch that I was doing for my business. And I had no other way of reaching people. That was just it. I was on social media. It got, I got banned. And then that was it. Like I didn't, I felt like I really didn't have um, a business in, in, except for like the people who kind of already knew about me. So that's a, that was a really big wake up call as a business owner as well, that I could not, I cannot build my business on social media, which kind of felt like a piece of styrofoam versus like, you know, a real foundation, whatever the fuck they use to build houses. Right. Uh, you know, cement or whatever. So 
if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, you know, highly recommend having something else. Uh, if you have all your eggs in the social media basket, how do people find you and interact with you if you don't have social media? So what I've noticed now is people find me through podcasting and referrals. They either heard me on one of my own podcasts or they heard me guesting on someone else's podcast or someone they trust referred me. Um, and that's why they end up in my space. And hey, that works for me because it's the stuff that I like doing. Uh, I like podcasting. I like being a guest on people's podcasts. Um, I like doing it in my own space. It's just really fun for me. What has been the before and after effect of leaving social media on your energy? We feel like I, I touched on this a bit, but I overall, I feel better. As cheesy as it sounds, I feel better mentally, physically, emotionally. I even feel more spiritually connected sappy, but true. Um, I've naturally just done things to take better care of myself because of having higher energy levels day to day. So like, you know, like I mentioned, my energy would kind of be, you know, it would, it was impacted by social media. So it was kind of like, you know, in the middle on, on most days. And now I feel like it's consistently high. So it just helped me kind of jump up a few notches, um, without, you know, having to do much else besides not being on there. Like for example, this past year and a half, a lot, there's been a lot that has happened. Um, I moved and decorated and furnished a new home. Cam and I planned and had an elopement and a wedding. We got another dog unexpectedly. Um, I've been growing my business, uh, you know, creating, I created a digital product. I invested in my business. Um, I spent a lot of times with friends and family. I volunteered my time a lot more. Um, I just kind of improved my physical health, working with a personal trainer and le learning more about nutrition and stuff like that. So a lot has happened in the sense of like, there's some pretty significant projects I took on this past year and a half. Um, consistently. And I think I would have been really perpetually burnt out if I was doing social media on top of all of that. Um, and although there were some very busy times, obviously don't get me wrong. Of course, I never felt the kind of overwhelm that I used to feel consistently. It felt like my overwhelm was kind of already there in like a low grade way because of social media. And then if something outside of social media happened, it just piled on and kind of, it, I was overwhelmed right away. Now, without having that, if I do get overwhelmed, it's kind of at that kind of low grade overwhelm that it feels so much more manageable. So yeah, it's, uh, it's had a significant impact, definitely. What kind of things did you do before leaving it? How did you adjust how you use it before you completely left? Okay. So like I said, I, I restricted things. I went down to weekly, monthly, looking at wait, what made sense for me to post, what didn't, and really doubling down on that. Um, in short, you know, showing up with intention and limiting my time before completely leaving is what I did. I also turned off notifications. Um, I also like deleted the app sometimes so I wouldn't be tempted to look at it. Um, those types of things. There's something also on Facebook because I left each platform separately. First thing I left was Twitter, then Facebook, then Instagram over the course of like probably a year. Um, but Facebook has something, I don't know if it still has it, but it's something called like Facebook Eradicator where you can plug it into your Facebook and uh, 
you don't see the news feed. You just see like inspirational, an inspirational quote every time you sign in. So you're not tempted to just like mindlessly scroll if that's not what you're wanting to do. So I like implemented things like that. I also would have messages like in my bio of like, Hey, I don't use this. Um, I don't use this much contact me here instead. So I started directing people to a different area, even though I still had a presence on these different platforms, I I started just kind of like, yeah, you know, redirecting people who were winding up in, in that space. Um, but what happened is that even on the days that I, you know, was only on for a few minutes, once a month, I just felt noticeably more anxious and it just became not worth it. It just became so apparent that it, it just wasn't for me. Why do you think so many people stay on it, even though they don't enjoy it? Um, it seems like a lot of us, myself included at one point, just, we think we have to have it in order to stay connected in order to not miss out on stuff that we care about. Um, we feel like it's an absolute must have to run our business successfully. That feels like, you know, that's the thing that's going on is that we just feel like it's, uh, it's a necessity that it's not an option that it's, we, we have to have it to, to get kind of get what we want. Um, and, you know, I still, you know, the, the people that I found on social media that I liked following, I still follow them. I still keep up with them. I just do it in a different way. I, I may join their email list or I may just like uh, go to their website every few months to see what kind of new stuff they're up to. So it's not like I no longer support the people whose content I got a lot of value from. I just do it in a way that is is better for me. That doesn't feel so overwhelming for me. So yeah, I think there's a way that you can still have the things that you enjoy, but do it differently. Only if this is something that you're considering making a change in. If you fucking love social media and it lights you up and you get excited and energized with it, then this isn't relevant. Like, you know, keep, keep doing it. If, if you enjoy it, keep doing it. This episode is for me, it's more about like, is there something in your life? For me, it was social media. For you, it could be the job that you have or the relationship that you have or where you live or whatever. Is there something that is consistently draining your energy and making you anxious or making you feel anxious? And what can you do to kind of help yourself? Is there, are there steps that you can take um, and boundaries that you can set? You know, are there other changes you can make where you're completely removed from that situation, or there's just, you know, more restrictions around it, that kind of thing. So this is not like most of, Hey, everybody should leave social media. I think this is really just a message of if something is not working for you and something is not making you happy, even though it seems like everybody else around you is doing it and it's the norm. Um, it's okay to listen to your gut instinct and, and make a change and do something differently. Even if people think you're totally nuts <laughs> for doing it. Um, okay. Last question. If you could do anything differently about how you left, what would it be? Um, okay. So I think I wish I would have downloaded some pictures and Instagram stories before I left. Um, because I think there were some things on there that I'd like to have, even though they're probably like in my phone somewhere or on my computer, but because when I left Instagram, I thought I'd be coming back 
And I thought I would, oh, when I, when I come back in here, I'll just grab the photos that I care about in the, the videos, but I just never came back. So that's something maybe I, I wish I would have saved some of like my favorite moments or something. Um, and then the other thing, what do I wish I would have done differently? Um, all honesty, I wish I would have left sooner. That is the only thing I think about is, wow, I wish I would have done this a long time ago. Um, however, the other side to that is I'm so glad and so grateful for the experience of being on social media because I developed a skill set that I wouldn't have had. Um, I think it's it, it was great that like I learned how to create content, make it effective, you know, build a following, all that stuff because that skill set is very transferable into, you know, other things that I do and other platforms that I have and all that. So I'm grateful that I have that skill set. And of course, it's helpful um, as I serve my clients with that as well. So I'm grateful that I was on there. But looking back, I probably could have left a year, year and a half earlier than I did. Um, but hey, it's all good. I'm just I'm glad I did it. And yeah, all right. I think that covers everything. Thank you so much for submitting these questions. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are an entrepreneur, service provider, business owner, independent contractor who is interested in scaling a minimalist business for more freedom, more revenue, more joy in your business, feel free to come join me over at delaneyfisher.com to get Eficionado, the minimalist business podcast. It's a private podcast. Um, so it's not available on any of the mainstream platforms, but you can get it directly on my website. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and hope you have a great day. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you.